0: Welcome to Deeper, a podcast for the Women's Life Ministry at TRBC. No matter your story, you can be equipped to strengthen your relationship and love for God through the reading of God's Word. Now let's join Jacqueline Maines and Laura Guardia as they dive deeper into this seven-week study on Paul's letter to the Ephesians.
1: Hello, and welcome to Episode 4 of Deeper, I can't believe this, but we are halfway through our study through Ephesians. Last night at Bible study, we took a deep look into Ephesians 4. And with us last night, we had Laura Gordia, who was able to teach us all about what Paul wanted to communicate to us through Ephesians 4. We are so thankful for how God has been teaching us so much, and we are so excited to what God is going to teach us throughout this podcast today. Laura,
2: how are you feeling about this? Oh, I'm so excited. What a beautiful time we had with the Word yesterday. And we are learning so much through this Bible study. Going into God's Word is just fabulous. It's just refreshing. And I think this experience that we are having of being a little bit more Free in the way that we can go and find resources mm-hmm. and find different Bible versions, right. and it's so good, it's so yes. good because it gives you the chance to go and grow spiritually and go farther. Yeah, it has been so good,
1: that's right, man. And Ephesians 4 to me, it's very special because for the past three weeks. We've taken a deep dive of building our foundation of the gospel Mm. story. And Ephesians 4 is so special because it begins by telling us to walk, now to move. Now we're not just soaking in the gospel, but we are now called to live it out. It's just so special. And I think that... You have so much to add, and I'm so ready to hear what you learned during your study. So can you share with us a little bit about some of the main points that you had?
2: Yes. Now, when we were studying, you know, Chapter 4 started with a command. Paul right. is presenting, introducing himself. He's saying he's the prisoner of the Lord. Uh, He's not saying that he's the apostle. He's this big deal. He said that he's a prisoner. Mm -hmm. So that's a good reminder for us where he was, uh, where he's writing this letter from. And then he says that we need to walk worthy of the calling you have received. Mm -hmm. Uh, He already talked about salvation, this big salvation. He already talked about grace uh, a lot. And now he's saying... Now it's time for you to put in action. Right. You live, he's saying to the people in Epheso, so you live in this society, highly diverse, where there's so many gods, where there's so many things upside down, and this is not very different than your reality today. Right. So we can totally understand the context, and we can think, so now it's my turn. So he says, now you have to walk worthy of the calling that you receive. Mm. And he said, you need to live in unity. So the first thing he says is that from verses one to six is that we need to walk in humility to strengthen unity. Mm. So the first thing that he challenged them to do is that they need to be humble and they need to show love to Mm. each other. Now, being humble was not popular on those days. To the Mm -hmm. contrary, being pride, being really good at, you know, speech. And that was popular on those days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being humble was to being weak. So he's telling them something that is totally counterculture over there because they needed to show love. They needed to be patient to each other. Even when they don't agree, they still needed to show love. So this applies to us in so many ways because... We feel comfortable naturally with the people that think just like us. But what about when people think different? What if mm-hmm. they act different? Mm-hmm. What did they have different values? Are you still being patient? Are you still showing love? Are right. you still showing the Lord? So he's telling them, now you have to live and show what you believe. Yep. And then in verses 7 to 12, he starts to talk about the body. And Mm. he started to talk about the gifts. And what he's saying there is that he, Jesus, he is the conqueror. And and he came from heaven for us because of his love. And he Mm. is this big, big conqueror that put down our sin and he forgave our sin. He gave us a new identity. And now he qualify us with these gifts mm-hmm. because that's what a conqueror used to do in the in those times they will go they will conquer a place and then they will get gifts mm-hmm. that show you know I'm the conqueror I'm the winner mm-hmm. so he's saying I came down from heaven and now uh, I forgive your sin and now I'm right. qualifying you with gifts mm-hmm. now these gifts that are over there we can read them. And we can maybe if you never find out which one is your gift, you know, we can help you with that. But he's saying when we are working and using our gifts inside the church, we complement each other.
1: That's right. We
2: are a blessing to each other. Because if you had the gifts of evangelism, that's something that maybe you think I'm not, but actually we all have to evangelize, but we know people <laughs> that right. they are so much in fire and they love to evangelize. So that person will help me to remember that and to be always aware that somebody needs the Lord everywhere I go. The person that has the gift of teaching is going to help me to understand the Word of God better. Mm. The person that have the gift of mercy is going to help me that maybe I don't have that gift, to see others with love. Mm. So the gift that the Lord gave, gave us through the Holy Spirit qualifies us mm. to help each other in the church, to support each other in in the body. That's right. It's amazing. It's, it's so, so good. And we can go on and on about just talking about gifts. But the most amazing thing is that when we as a church are using, when we are using our gifts, then is when we act like a mature church. Mm. And he says that in the last verses from 13 to 16. He said, then nobody's going to come with a story and it's going to convince you because you know who you are. You mm. know who you belong. And you know that the Lord qualifies you through the Holy Spirit with these gifts. And, and you are strong in your theology.
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody's going
2: to be able to come and twist and say something that, uh, you're not going to twist your mind or make you change your mind. No, you are a strong believer because you know who you are. You know this big salvation that you have and you are a mature Christian woman. So it's, it's really good. It's really good. And I think it's, There's so much to learn in this chapter (laughs) 4.
1: That is so good. I'm so encouraged, Laura. Man, I'm just thinking through just everything that you have said and how that challenges me in my everyday walk with the Lord. And I was even thinking through Ephesians 4 too because, you know, Paul doesn't come and just say, hey, don't do this, live like this, Mm -hmm. because that's just who you're going to be. But it's really saying, no, we have to deal with your heart condition first, which is why you need to understand the gospel, and when you do, there's transformation in your life, and the natural result of that should be that you're able to live in a way that really does build
0: up the body of Christ. To learn more about any of our Bible studies or the women's ministry at Thomas Road Baptist Church, visit our website at trbc.org women or Feel free to email us at info at trbc.org. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Laura, what an encouragement it was just to hear about everything you talked about last night. So now I would like to hear something new, something that you weren't able to share. And what I would love to know is, as you were studying Scripture, as you were taking time just to hear from the Lord, what were some personal takeaways that you had as you were preparing?
2: I think the biggest thing to me was that I needed to grow in humility. Mm. Something that, you know, because of the time that we live, is so easy to get deceive, and to think I have to look like her, I have to have that husband, I have to have Mm. her family, her kids, look how good they are. They have all good (laughs) grades. (laughs) Uh, I want to be her. And I think the devil gets us so Mm. good in that way. And we forget that our true calling is to be like Jesus, but also our true calling is to have a humble spirit, to show compassion and and to be willing to be with that person that doesn't you know think just like us so for me it was I need to talk uh, and show a humble have a humble spirit and talk in a f- humble way even with people that don't agree with me and of course this translates also to the people that is around me yeah because you know sometimes the people that is around you is the one that you are the hardest. Right. You know, your husband, your kids, you know, your immediate family, you are not patient. They
1: see the raw version of exactly. yourself.
2: You speak so much from them. So you are not patient. You are not humble. So I think my biggest takeaway was Paul asking them, you already know. You already experienced this big salvation. Now yeah. act according with that. Show love. Be compassionate. Right. Because... You know, we can say a lot of things. We can go to church. We can be so good Mm -hmm. at that. And we can maintain that for a long time. But if we don't show these simple things, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, it doesn't matter what we say if we are not living it.
1: Right. I think it's good to remember, too, that Jesus is the perfect example to Mm -hmm. us when we are trying to walk in humility because he humbled himself and became obedient To the cross Mm. and so as we are living in our daily life just remembering i want to be a humble servant just as christ was i want Mm. to mimic his example he gave us the perfect example Mm. so what would you say if you were just going to tell or challenge us how we are to live out this humility what would you encourage us in Mm -hmm.
2: i think it's it's very important that as as paul is saying you know we were saved by grace is that we can remember this daily. We receive so much grace. So mm-hmm. we need to show grace because mm-hmm. we receive it daily, every minute. Right. So we need to show that grace with our immediate people, you know, family, and with other people, too, that they, you know, they may not think. And we live in a time where people that doesn't think like us, they're going to tell us <laughs> yes. right in our face. Right. So... We need to be strong, but we can separate the love apart. We can show what we believe, but it cannot be separated from the love that, you know, we are commanded to show right. as believers. So how we can act this gentle spirit, how we can be humble. We can remember, you know, Jesus, like you mentioned, he was gentle and lowly. He was not giving what other people deserve. He was always talking in love. And I think as we believe one day and grace was given to us, we have to act in the same way. It was not only during salvation. This is something daily. Yes. Showing grace is something that we have to exercise daily. Right. Not only was an experience when I met the Lord. No, I have to show the same gospel to my kids, to my husband, mm. to my neighbors, you know, with people that is different than me, that act and look different than right. me.
1: I have to do it in the same way. Exactly. And God gives that grace to us every mm-hmm. single day too. Yes. Right? So just remembering that we were first and foremost saved by grace. Exactly. Okay, Laura. I know that you have taken a lot of time just to study Scripture, so could you share some of the resources that you used as you were diving into Ephesians 4? Yes,
2: something that I love that I have been using through my quiet time for many years is Dr. Constable Notes. Uh, Dr. Thomas Constable is the former faculty of Dallas Theological Seminary, and he goes verse by verse. And you will find out that just Ephesians one is like twenty pages. Oh <laughs> but my yes, yes, he's <laughs> uh, you know there's so much knowledge, so much, and to spend time. So that always helped me. So I yeah. use him daily. I use his notes. Uh, you know you when I talk pre-
1: about him often. Yes. <laughs>
2: And and I also I enjoy a lot to have different versions of the Bible and I read it several times. I like to read it maybe in in the same day. I would read if it was you know chapter four of Ephesians. I would read around. 10 times in the same day. I like to underline and, and use different versions, you know, the New Living Translation. I use also, you know, the speak Spanish. So I use the Spanish version too oh, nice. and uh, CSV. Oh. I like to see the same scripture too the, through different versions. Oh, I yeah. like that a
1: lot. Because it brings out different key ideas that you might not have gotten if you were just reading it in one translation. exactly. Exactly.
2: And, and I really believe that it's also it's the power of prayer, too. When you are just reading, it, you, you can read and go on and on and on and on. But when you add something that I like to do, and, you know, in my house, I have a little patio and I go there and I pray. Lord, just point to me in the mm-hmm. direction that you want me to go. Point these passages to me and, and show me what you want me to bring the attention to. And and the Lord always does, you know, there's always that particular word, uh, you know, or that particular passage that stick with you. And then you can go deeper and find if you have a good dictionary, you know, if you have a good commentary, that's something that I I really, really good. But also that time of prayer where you say, Lord, Mm -hmm. uh, speak to me. That's right. Uh, because sometimes you can feel like you're in an ocean of different commentaries yes. and, you know,
1: where I should go. Where do I begin? Exactly.
2: Uh, but having that particular time praying, saying, Lord, why? what direction? Why do you want me to be studying or putting my attention on? Yes, uh, yes I, I like uh, also a lot of To see how people in right now media, how they are presenting them. And it's good, too. Even, you know, I like to do that after I read it myself and I study. I like to see, you know, how Chi Greer is presenting good, you know, solid base teachers. uh, How they are teaching this particular passage. But I enjoy a lot studying because, you know, when you have that particular time, you also grow a lot. Right. You grow. And when you you really see the Holy Spirit talking to you... That's
1: right.
2: You don't want to leave. You want to stay there. And, and you realize that you were just in the shore. You were just right there. Uh, and there's so much to learn. Yes.
1: Exactly. And the point of it is not that we read everything just to have the knowledge of it but Mm -hmm. ultimately that it transforms our hearts that we get to know the heart of god in a deeper way and once you get to that point that's not something that you want to take a break from laura i'm so thankful to have you on the other side being able to interview you this time around and i'm so thankful that we just got to learn from you and so thankful for everything that the Lord was able to teach you and challenge me. And I hope it would challenge you too, as you go into this next week to study Ephesians for yourself. I want to go ahead and close in prayer by reading Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And I just want to challenge you to pray this prayer as you are studying Ephesians every day. It says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the wealth of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of His strength. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us on week four, going through the letter of Ephesians. Join us next week as we look at Ephesians
0: 5. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Deeper. We invite you to join us in person every Tuesday at Thomas Road in Lynchburg for this special Bible study. And you can choose what time works best for you. 9am or 6pm find out more online at trbc.org women we can't wait to hear from you